Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. And you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain. And an athlete. And a basket case. A princess. And a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. Welcome to the sixth episode of Hockey Mask, High Schools, and Popcorn. As always, I am your host, Mike, joined by my co-host, Sean. What up, G? (laughs) Jeez. Man, it's going to start off this way. Yeah, it is. See where it's going already. All right, so we're back. Um, Thanks once again, everybody joining us. Uh, Just tuning in right now, uh, Hockey Mask, High School, and Popcorn is our 80s review movie. Always broken up into two parts. Our first part is devoted to our current review of an 80s movie. We put on our old man's cynical glasses, and and we review a movie having just watched it uh, from 1980, and we compare it against what we thought of it as kids in our nostalgia review. Then we're going to be done with that. We're going to pick another movie, and we'll give it a nostalgia rating, and we'll talk a little bit about it. So this week, our movie, our current movie was The Breakfast Club. Yeah, from 1980 what? It was 1985. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in the middle it's of the right decade, down, right? That, so we were 15, 16 years old when this came out. So we were sophomores, juniors. I guess we were sophomores uh, in high school. Yeah. So this this movie hit us right right there. It was the, one of the movies that helped push, uh, I guess, make John Hughes a, a big power in, in Hollywood. And uh, had the Brat Pack in it for its first inaugural. Yeah, I know we mentioned the Brat Pack in the original, and and uh, did a little research, and this was the original Brat Pack that came up. And it was a, um, I forgot the article, the the newspaper that the author wrote about it, but he called them the Brat Pack, and it's actually probably a like negative, variety or something. Yeah, but it was in, in a negative connotation. He was oh using, really? Yeah. Um, okay. He was actually making fun of them in a way, <laughs> um, but it stuck. But you know, it's funny because, and, and I think, and, and we'll probably as we go through and watch these 80s movies and, and we do this more often I'm sure we're going to come across more of these movies like this where this is the first time having watched all the way through again right The Breakfast Club in and, and years definitely haven't watched it in a while since I've been an adult quote unquote adult are you really an adult <laughs> yeah, no, I, mean, like, yeah. I didn't say mature <laughs> adult I just said adult and um, you know I gotta say this is what the first movie that's really contrasted for me how different I am now when I was in high school because, you know, um, well, okay, well, first of all, I'll tell you what, let's, let's get to this. So The Breakfast Club, if you haven't seen it, um, 1985, it's a story about uh, five high schoolers, or I'm sorry, yeah, five high schoolers who get a Saturday detention um, for various and sundry reasons, and uh, they have to come in and spend, what, eight hours uh, in the school's library for detention, and they come in there, they don't know each other, they're all all different walks of high school life, your brain, your jock, your... Uh, cheerleader type princess, uh, you know your basket case yeah, as basket. they call themselves. Yeah, now known as goth. I don't know. What yeah, I don't know. I guess it would be a goth now. I don't. I'm no, sure I don't know had what, goth yeah. then. I don't remember seeing him any. But this is what they morphed into. Maybe. Yeah, this is this is goth early, and then uh, you had uh, your your tough guy or your bad boy. 
So, you know, they, they come in, don't knowing each other, they fight, and then through the whole eight hours that they're there, they get to learn that they're the labels that everybody gives them is, is you know, just labels, right? That they all have the same problems, and no matter what you are, everybody has the same issues and has the same hang-ups, and, and they become friends. So, <clears throat> oh, nostalgia rating. So last week, your nostalgia rating was a 3.96. 3.96. All right. I gave it a 4.0. You know, I didn't want to go too low, too high, but, you know, four seemed good because I remember it being an, an impactful movie. But like I said, watching it now as an adult, I look at this movie, and I got to say the first, I don't know, what is this, uh, was it like a 97-minute movie, something like that, 100 minutes? The first 85 minutes, 80 minutes annoyed the hell out of me. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't get into this movie until the very end. It just drove me nuts. When the mushy parts come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go again. I mean, what is it with you? Huh. Whatever. It's not about just. It's not just about the mushy part, but it was more about the. To me, it was the more real part. So, um, you know, what, what, what the, you know, the whole thing kicks off. Oh, I gotta say, I just want to point out a couple of uh, quick things. Right as, as we go through this, we talk about this movie. But I did find one thing. I don't know if you noticed it or not. Um, but in the beginning, when they were singing the Simple Mind song, which I don't know about you, but I watched this movie. That damn Simple Mind song was in my head for like you know the next two days afterwards. The whole "Don't you forget about me." Well, I basically watched it about, you know. Ten hours ago, (laughs) (laughs) and as you can tell, Sean is really dedicated. I want to be fresh in my mind for the podcast. I want to be wait to the very last second. (laughs) Knucklehead. Um, So is it in your head now? Don't you forget? Yeah. Is it? See, I wish I'd forget about it. It it sticks. It does stick. You can't get. You know who they asked to actually sing that, but he turned it down. Okay, David Bowie. No way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that part. Interesting. Wow, that would have done a whole different. (laughs) <laughs> song to it yeah but he did sing it later though on an album he created uh, that he did two years or so after the movie came out he actually did cover he, it he covered it yeah which is uh, interesting well, I mean, himself I, you know? do you know any other Simple Mind songs I'm sure they probably put out an album yeah, once this song took off stop, but I know they had at least one other big hit did I believe okay. well you're out. more into the music yeah. of the 80s than I was so I, I wouldn't know anybody else out there knows let us know so you know the movie starts off and, and they're dropping well, everybody before oh, you do that do you want to say what our ratings are now? oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. What do you got? So I went from a 3.96, and I'm going up. Uh-oh. Yes, to oh. a 4.01. Well, that's not a huge jump. No, but you know what? It went up, and that's... Yeah, that's true. All right. It, it definitely went up. Yeah. It went up. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go the other way with you, because I, I started as a 4.0, because I remember this as being a very good movie, right? It seemed like it should be a really important movie, but I think I'm going to drop it down to a 3.7. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know mm. what? It, it disappointed on a lot, and I'm only giving it the disappointed. 3. Wow, that's a strong. I'm only word giving too. it three point seven because of that last twenty minutes. That made the rest of the rating for me, and I feel bad because this is our movie. I mean, this was it for us, but so much has changed. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't take it. Did you have your Kleenex box with you? No, there was no crying. I was only crying at some of the parts because it was so annoying. To me, there were so mm, many annoying wow. scenes in this. And so you've been like going. I did. I was almost five. angry with wow. them. I'm like, I just wanted to reach through, and just smack these guys. I'm like, who thinks a kid you know, should act that way? But he had to take these personalities and all that, which you know, all schools have these cliques in some form sure. or another, right? And condense it down to this movie, so you know, and put it in this, you know, how many minutes it was, so we could digest it and make sense of it and understand <laughs> it and. You know, so I think that you're going to get that. <laughs> well, I get the artistic license, right? I mean, it's a movie. It's it's visual. They have to go over the top t- to really get you to exactly, understand what yeah, it is that they're doing, do, right? I get that. But so the movie opens up, and they're all being dropped off, right? 
and uh, you know the the jock Emilio Estevez's character is sitting there, and 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 you know the dad's giving him a little talk about you know you're allowed to goof off, but only once, and and that felt okay to me. You know that was fine, but you know the the uh, Ali Sheedy's character, the the basket case one, you know she gets out of the car. And, you know, which I don't know if it was meant to be anything, but, you know, her parents are driving a nice Cadillac there. And the other girl is supposed to be the rich one, but then she pulls up in the Cadillac from her parents. But she gets out of the car and steps up to say goodbye to her parents and leans down, and they just drive away. You know, right then and there, I'm like, uh, all right, what the hell was that about? I thought that was just a little, I don't want to say unrealistic. I guess her parents really could Ali be. Allie Sheedy's parents? Or? Yeah, Allie Sheedy's parents just kind of drove away. Um, I don't know if you caught that. No, but, I mean, I'm assuming because they're just all basket cases. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They're all a bunch of assholes. But when the movie starts, it was funny because they were taking you through the school, and I guess they went to the computer lab, which, you know, 1985 computers, <laughs> right? Just cracked me up because it was the all the one machine thing with the keyboard and the, and the, and the screen were yeah. all just one piece. But I just thought it was really funny because I'm like, this is 1985, but they had a sign up in the room that said, uh, uh, hackers will be expelled. I'm like, what? What are you hacking? I mean, it, you're not networked. <laughs> you know, it's it's 1985. What are you what, kidding me? What were they I hacking, to, dude? I used to hack on the Commodore 64 all the time. Hack what? You would take, you would get, um, you know, like uh, f- the f- five and a quarter. Yeah, well, you look know, at you going to the way back. Yeah, little floppy, five and a quarter five and floppies, and you and you could, you know, we had executable programs that would go in, and you could, you know. Um, Break out the code, you know, and you could put it. Oh, your so own you're talking. Stuff. You're talking about hacking. But that's like a what game. they were doing back then. See, you when, when, net, I see, you when I see when I see the sign hacking, yeah. See, I'm thinking hacking like you're hacking other computers. But you did but though. Remember, I, you had your modem. You would hack. Yeah, well, it. they didn't have it in, in the high school unless that was like a really good high school in 1985. So they you just had a modem. Back then you were you were who had a modem in their high school? I did. Not in high school, but at home. Yeah. In 1985, dude, Commodore 64. I had the modem. Really? Yes. I, I, you know, I'm, I am surprised. I, I used to be able to contact, you know, local businesses like the airport. You know, I could only, you know, see things. But you couldn't change anything. I was just too stupid to know. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Contact them and do what? There wasn't... Uh... Whenever War Games came out, that got me really into wanting to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. So one day, I hope we do War Games. I can talk about that. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. You know, we're going to have to do War Games very soon now because I want to find out what you were hacking with your, <laughs> no, your 15 I no hacking, modem I, yeah. on your Commodore 64. <laughs> I was trying to went off with that little sound of that modem. You know, oh, yeah, very distinct sound back yeah, in the day. Which our kids again, kids will, will never know we'll what, never know what that, that means, is, right? You know. That'll be a completely dated dated thing but that see i saw that and that cracked me up i'm like what who the hell's hacking and, and uh yeah. it made me think of our, our our computer uh class i don't think you had computer with me not uh, with you but i did school. have computer yeah, yeah and uh computer the science te- yeah the teacher that was there used to get so mad whenever we would break out of the program and and write little basic code because she used to get mad thinking that we're going to break the computer by writing these little basic programs just to do silly things, right? Like pop up questions and do this stuff. And you're going to break the computer. You stop that. I'm like, break it. Anyway, I don't want to make fun of her. She was a a nice teacher. So, you know, they get in there, right? All these kids come in. And, you know, your first introduction to uh, um, uh, the bad boy character. I can't think of his name. Judd Nelson. Yeah, Judd Nelson. No, no, I can't think think of his name. John Bender. Bender, thank you. Um, Bender, uh, what... It, it, the first interaction that you see with him is he's walking into the library, and uh, he just starts pushing everything off the counter, you know, and just knocking the books off the counter. And, and uh, you know, right away I saw that. I'm like, you know, that's not bad boy to me. That's douche, right? The guy comes in there, and there's no reason to do it. Like, what? Who does okay. that, right? I, I just I have a hard but time believing that that's a character. Anyway, I mean, a bad yeah, boy is a douche. I mean, that's not. But to me, that's not being a bad boy, right? He's not coming in and. Uh, 
doing anything bad. He's just being a jerk. That's to me is he just has jerky. to set the tone for them to see that he. I see what you're trying to do is argue in favor of me upping my rating, and it's not going to happen. No. There's no mind tricks going on here. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm going to tell you though that he's setting the precedence for them, saying like, "I'm a, look at me. I don't care. I am." I think walking in, sitting down, lighting up a cigarette might have been done, done, done the same thing without looking so much like a jerk. He could have looked cool, could have looked tough. He could have sat down, taken out his wallet off the chain, and sat down and opened up his switchblade. He could have done any other thing besides come in Maybe and push a bunch of books you off. you could have gone there and wrote the script with him. You know what? Like, if I had been there and been able to type in 1985, maybe I would have. <laughs> I'm just saying it was one of those things that was just – it just kind of stuck out at me right away. And, and for me, as it went through that movie, he just became you know, more of a douche. You know? I don't know what it was. I just, I just, didn't, like, I just didn't like his interactions. Hmm. You know, I thought it was interesting, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing when they're introducing the characters. Like you mentioned, they're all getting out of their cars and things, but he was the only character who came up alone, you know, walking to school. He didn't right. have anybody dropping him off. Right, right. Know, which we just, come to find out later why. Yeah, right. but it just shows, that, I mean, that thought process in the very beginning. You know, let's have his character just walk in and everybody else being dropped off. Also, another bit of trivia here uh, Brian, the geek. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony Michael, Michael Hall. Hall. That was his real mom and his real sister. Oh, no way. Yeah. Sitting in the car with him? So I didn't know that till after the fact, but when I watched it, I said, wow, that, that's a really good mom for him. <laughs> the way she sounded and all, I was like, wow, they really... They look so much alike. <laughs> but they, you know, they really had a good, good mom sound to her and all that. It would be perfect, that mom, but it's his mom. I was like, wow, <laughs> and his sister. Uh, that's funny. All right. Look at that piece of trivia. Lots of yeah, trivia I'm today. I'm going to have some trivia today. You are learned. I actually researched a little bit. Wow. Yeah. In, in the 10 hours between watching the yes. movie and now, you were able to get in that much research. I'm a little tired. <laughs> that's that's fairly good. So what is it about this movie that really made you want to up the rating about it? Well, I didn't re- uh, much. No, I felt but you it did. deserved so to get to a four. It. I, wanted to, I needed to get to a four. Uh, I was entertained. I after I it made me want to research some things about it, knowing uh-huh. that um, you know such things as when Judd Nelson uh, Bender says, you know, Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. You know, that was an ad lib by him. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah, it was a. He coined a lot of stuff in here that he ad libbed himself. Funny. Well, I don't and know. I, coin, I wouldn't say coin that one. That, that didn't actually keep on. I don't think I've ever heard it outside of sure. Movie before. I mean, well, okay, in my circle of. Real friends, you know, <laughs> um, we use that. Did you really? Yeah, we used it. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard anybody actually use that in real life. Well, now I'm going to start using. It. <laughs> you should. I'm going to start using. It. I'm going to bring it. We back. should go with that one. See if we can bring it back. <laughs> That'll be a homage to Ju- to Judd Nelson Bender. He did like um, eat my shorts. Now I'm not. Sh- I'm not saying he was original that, but he also made it cool to say that. I mean, that was used a lot after that. Well, yeah. As soon as I heard that too, is I, I know it was kind of used around then. But as soon as I heard it, I, I not, it started me wondering, is that, I wonder if that's the uh, the Bart uh, inspiration from The Simpsons, right? Because mm, yeah, he did. both he bad boy big. characters, right? Bart Simpson's a bad boy character. This guy was a bad boy character, and they're both saying, eat my shorts. I wonder if that was like Matt Groening's way of, you know, a oh shout out gosh. to, uh, yeah, a shout out to The Breakfast Club. Could um, be. Yeah, because I know that that was used a lot, you know, some, but it wasn't used a, a whole bunch. So, you know, everybody comes in and, you know, they're, they're all sitting down and you kind of go through the introductions and you're meeting each character. The, you know, again, the, the, the jock character was Emilio Estevez. Um, 
you know, and, and that was a perfect role for him. I mean, he just looked like your all American. He did. He did, man. He the did. haircut and everything, it was perfect. I hate to throw out this bit of trivia, but you know, he he wasn't actually up for that role. He was actually up for Bender's role. He wanted Bender's role. Oh, he went the bad role. Oh, yeah, yeah that but it worked. went to what's his name? So he decided he'll take Andy after reading it. He said, I'll He doesn't have the face for no. being a bad boy. Not at all. No, no he's he just doesn't. got too much of that clean cut all American face. Mm-hmm. But he was he was perfect for that role. I give him that. I mean, I thought the acting was good in the movie. They were just, all cast well. Oh, yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, some of them were much older. As all high school movies, when you're out there, you're actually, you know, you have older people playing younger characters. You know, Ali Sheedy and uh, Emilio Estevez were both 22 when this was made. I think imagine oh, that. Oh, okay. Wow, really? 22. Yeah, they, they, start, they look like they were, they look like teenagers. Yeah, Molly Ring. Worm, <laughs> I can with you. I know. You know, I, I actually mean, thought about. Look, it. I was like, wait a minute, she, she, she looked good in this movie. Yeah, well, she looks just like she did in Sixteen Candles, which was made the year prior to She's this. A little bit older. Yeah, so, just yeah. Little, both of Brian and her, um, Brian and um Anthony Michael Hall. Right, they were both sixteen, going through uh, seventeen actually across the Oh, really? So they were. So they were teenagers. pretty close to where they should have been. Yeah, I thought she looked cute. I was kind of yeah. shocked in that though when they had the scene where, um, and this was a little bit later in the movie, so kind of jumping ahead, but. Where uh, Bender, uh, you know, was under the table, <laughs> yeah. he's hiding. Yeah, and and they just show the the scene of her, the panties. yeah, the panties, and I'm like, that, it's that not really, the first time hers, she's right? showing her panties. But she was seven. Yeah, it wasn't right. But she wasn't in them. <laughs> right. But now that I'm knowing she's 17, I'm thinking now it's a little gross. <laughs> she was just a kid. <laughs> like that, it couldn't have been hers. I'm assuming it was probably just a cutaway of somebody else. Um, no, I, you know what? I, no, I bet you I was, no, 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 no way, no way. They're not going to have her crotch at a 17 year old. I'm, Right. I want you to research that when we're done with the show. Go on the internet and look up crotch. Yeah, I think if you just do a crotch, I'm sure it'll be the first first thing that comes <laughs> up. There probably won't won't be anything no. But else. I I wanted to find out if they used by just some like someone really thought this out and used the same panties that they used in Sixteen Candles that she gave <laughs> what's name to hold up. Right. It would have that, been that would have been an interesting. But tie-in. I couldn't find any correlation there. But I thought it'd be neat huh. if they did. Well, that. maybe if you just watch it long enough and stare at them. You can bring them up side by side. That's pretty with the panties bad. all day. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If we were younger and you had the time, it would drive you crazy until you figured it out. You're like I've got to know this. I will figure it out eventually. Um, but you know, you're right. You know, you're right though. It is kind of weird that it's in there that they're filming this seven, sixteen, yeah, sixteen, seventeen year old girl. in the movie. Yeah, right. Even in real life, she was sixteen, seventeen. Right. So and yeah, they just kind of showed that. I mean, she was wearing panties, so it's not like it was you know. But the focus was not. No, panties. no, no, it was not. I mean, and it was there for a few seconds, yeah. right, on the mm-hmm. screen. So, and I, I don't remember wow. seeing that in the movie theater. I mean, it must have been there, clearly, but I, I don't remember seeing it then in the movie theater. You, know, you can movie. admit it. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it would have been <laughs> it would been 50 feet high. you think you would have remembered that, but no, I don't remember that. So, you know, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things I did, and it was a good throwback for me, and I did enjoy it, was the language. I, I liked the, 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 the names they called each other. Um, and, uh, you know, in the beginning, obviously the jock, you know, um, uh, Emily Estevez, Judd Nelson's character, they don't, you know, obviously they don't see eye to eye, right? One's a tough guy, he's the clean cut jock. And, you know, the tough guy's always sitting there trying to insult everybody and get under everybody's skin and just be a jerk. And Emily Estevez is like, you know, I'll, I'll waste you, man. And I'm just like, oh my God, when's the last time somebody in a threatening way said, I'll, I'll waste you? you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. That was just took me back to, to, to back then when that's, that's what you said, right? If you were going to hurt somebody, are you going to beat them up? Like, I'll waste you. Um, that that just that for me, I, I just loved all of that type of '80s language. Uh, John Hughes is really good at 
understanding that age of this teenage, you know, years of somebody and being able to express that and put it out there so that everyone understands it. He's well, and what was the other word that he used? Same, same, same character, but it was later on in the movie. He's like, don't you flame up in here? They're getting ready to go smoke the weed. He's like, oh, was it, don't flame up or don't burn up. But either way, it was, it was just so 80s terminology. I was like, oh, I miss being in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just don't talk like that anymore. You know, it was, it's just, it's just the way that they talked and, uh, not the way that they talk. They, they talk the same way we do now. But the, just the phrases and the words that they use, um, you know, that, that just cracked me up. Although there was a lot of use of the word faggot in this one. Yeah. I thought uh, that was thrown out quite a bit. I don't remember using it that much as a kid, but maybe we did, and I just don't I, remember it. It was out there. When we were that age, it was pretty popular. Well, it when was they a were strong going, word. It well, was they a, were going through the school, and it wasn't meant to be to somebody uh, who was... I think it was. To no, be gay. It was just it anybody who was being... He was just being abnormal, right? It was just anybody who was being stupid or dumb or just acting like an idiot. People would just say you faggot. It had nothing to do with whether or not you liked men or girls. It it was just your. Just it was used in both ways. Though, I think. Oh no, it was absolutely. It was used both ways, but a lot of times it wasn't. But you know, when they were going through the school, they just had that whole the locker scene, right? They were just showing the lockers and it had like the painting of the news, and it's like, uh, "Do not open, faggot." Uh, yeah. It was actually that was his locker. locker. It was yeah, his. it was his locker. And I was like, okay. And then later on in the movie, uh, Judd Nelson's or. Emily Estevez's character calls him a faggot. I was like, all right, well, that's different. You don't really hear that strong of a language, you know, which is not curse word, right? You're just not used to hearing it in today's, you know. Vernacular. Vernacular. Oh, look at you. Throwing out the big words. That's one time only. I'm going to do that. <laughs> and you used now it Now let me go back to the dumb area. <laughs> now let's dumb it back down for everybody else. When he says vernacular, he means the words that people speak. <laughs> it's, it's, a big, it's a big word. So, you know, I... And, and I just feel bad because I really, really, really expected this to have the impact that for me that it did. It sounds like you're enjoying it, though. I did enjoy it. Like I said, there were certain parts of it, but, you know, the, the stupid character that just couldn't get over it. I, I had a hard time believing Molly Ringwald's character was, was Claire, was really that much of a, of a clueless, you know, bitch. I just... I, I believed I her character. So. I felt that. I felt you like know? she really portrayed that character well. Well, she portrayed it well. I just didn't feel real to me. Like I don't. It was so stereotyped that I just couldn't take it for. He for had real. to go to this. I know. So I had know. to bring you, that. But there the was jock no. Had to be that jock. That see, but I, I maybe because movie goers weren't as sophisticated, you know, back in the day. But you know, really, when you looked at it for the first whole part of this movie, they were all one dimensional. They weren't breaking it. They were all one dimensional yeah. in this movie up until the end, and that's the part I liked the most. Oh, God. You know, was the end where you actually saw them as. As actual people, and not these one-dimensional characters. <laughs> Whatever. The end part was good. You know, you liked it. That's when. I mean, I didn't particularly like them sitting around talking about all that. Yeah, well, you and you're discussing your feelings. No, I mean, it's, it was inevitable. It had to happen. <laughs> you know, but most of that was ad lib too. The whole scene of them on the floor talking about why they're in detention. All that was ad libbed. Did you um, um well let me just tell you why they were ad libbing it unless oh. you want to Oh talk no no about go it. ahead. It's no, it was all ad libbed. Um John Hughes gave them pointers of what he wanted why they were in detention but they all ad libbed their, their own scenes of talking about why they uh, were in detention. I thought that was really neat that he gave them a lot of freedom in this to ad lib and he left a lot of it in. So well, that's pretty cool. And, and when I got to the end of the movie in that circle and maybe I just missed it I haven't I didn't get a chance to go back and get it or to find out for sure but why was Claire? Why was Molly Ringwald's character in there? I don't remember them actually coming out and saying it. Wait, why she was in detention? Yeah, she. Um, uh, give me a I second. Um, 
she skipped school or something. She skipped class. Oh, did she? she? Yeah. Oh, you know what they did in the very beginning? Yeah. Something about skipping to go shopping. Shopping. Yeah. But you know, I thought that was a joke. I didn't no, think there was an actual reason was, yeah. why she was there. Okay, yeah. because at the end, and they were all in the circle. They're all saying, "Do you know what we did to get there?" She never told them though. Now we know it as the moviegoers because they said it to her. her. Dad was there, but she never told yeah, everybody in the circle, right? Because. Yeah. Ali Sheedy was just there because she wanted to be there, <laughs> which, which was just cracked me up. That it was, was great. I liked. I told you I liked the end. That was fine. Judd Nelson was there because he did the fire alarm. You find that out earlier in the movie. Yep. Um, and then uh, uh, the Emilio Estevez was there because he taped the guy's buttocks. Now, see, now that I thought was real, right? When he's telling that story and he did it and, you know, he's just – he was so ashamed of himself and ashamed, embarrassed for the kid he did it to. Because that kid's going to have to go home and tell his parents. But do Look, you really think that bugged me? That see, you're thinking opposite way I thought. I'm like, do you think that Jocko was really going to feel bad about this kid after the fact? I don't. know. I think I think somebody with a conscious would. I mean, you know, if you've ever, well, I mean, I don't know, right? I wasn't. You don't get that big. conscious till after you graduate and years are gone by. <laughs> and you grow up, then well, you start thinking, wow, what what are you doing? Why were we such... Well, I don't know. I mean, he was already not happy being with what he was, right? He didn't want to be this jock. He wanted to be something different. He did it because of his dad. He wanted his dad to think better of him, so he did it. So clearly it wasn't his personality to do it. You know, he did it because his dad wanted him to do it, and he felt really, really bad about it. To me, that felt real. You know, I like that part. Um, like, I ended up getting way, way towards the end. So yeah. I'm just curious for, for you. I just want to give you two, for me, iconic scenes in that movie that still I thought played well. I loved them running around in the hallways trying to avoid the principal. That classic <laughs> scene where they're running down the hallway and they all slide and yeah. stop and go back the other direction. I, I don't know why. I still find that it's just a great scene. Right? It actually reminded me of Scooby-Doo. It brought me back to Scooby-Doo. Remember like, <laughs> when they yes. were running the doors? And like, the, you know, so like you would always be right off you know, the track of who you're chasing. Yeah, and it was that, that was, that, that's funny. That <laughs> it was is a Scooby-Doo a good, moment. A good tie in there. Yeah. And then um, when uh, they're all dancing. You know, when they're yeah, on that thing. Classic. That's a classic one. Although, <laughs> i got to say, Emilio Estevez, horrible, horrible dancer. And he got to have two scenes of him. Oh, it was just yeah. the worst. When he came out of the AV room with the records, which was funny. But he came out of there all smoked up. And <laughs> he comes out of there and starts trying to do his 80 dancing. It was yeah. just the worst. It was. I mean, did you think he was... Hot. I mean, do you think girls were like, "Oh, oh my, my god"? god. I don't <laughs> I mean, know. Because I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "So embarrassed." I was like what? Hey, look, for people he's got to look back at that. Yeah, and say, I always got to be embarrassed. Oh, I mean, poor guy. People who know me know I have absolutely no rhythm. Every stereotype white boy you have about dancing is because I started it. Right? <laughs> I've got no rhythm. You know, I hear the music, but my body that, yeah. body doesn't react to it. It just doesn't happen. But that was just just horrible. And then. Uh, <laughs> Um, Molly Ringwald's character and her classic '80s dancing, you Perfect. know, with the, with the little snapping of the fingers the, and the little tapping of the, t- of the oh, yes, yeah. uh, and that looked so '80s. That was the just... Carlton. She was doing the Carlton. She was Carlton. Carlton Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> that is awesome. That is exactly what she <laughs> yeah, was doing. She if was you doing haven't seen this movie, but you know that the Carlton Banks from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, you know, was a rich black kid, and it was always the joke. It was the <laughs> one with um, uh, what's his name. Will Smith, you know, who was the cool kid, and, you know, this was his cousin who was the geeky one, and every time there was ever a music thing, you know, Will Smith, of course, was just dancing all smooth and perfect, and Carlton would just break out <laughs> into this weird snapping fingers, toe-tapping thing, which was just awesome. But that kind of brought me back to it, because that was a classic 80s. You see that, and you think, 1980. That was great. I had a few moments myself that really brought me back to that time uh, when, when Judd Nelson's uh, character, John Bender, said... Um, 
you know, something about slipping the hot beef injection. I was <laughs> oh like, God. wow. When he's, I forgot that he said that, and I don't know if that was original to this movie or not, whatever, but that certainly <laughs> carried through the 80s. It did. It carried through for a few years. Yeah. I do remember people using that, yes. Hot beef injection. Hot I beef mean, injection. It's so... <laughs> Out there, straightforward, so stupid. Now. <laughs> yeah, Which is funny because if you put Judd Nelson in the 2010 high school or 2012 high school, I don't know why I say 2010. <laughs> you missed a couple not, years. Know, not two years ago. <laughs> if you put him in a 2012 high school, he's probably getting stabbed because you know what I mean. Because he's a, he's just he would be considered like a big geek if he goes around saying things like that now. <laughs> You know, um, he didn't apparently get along with John Hughes. John Hughes did not like him that much. Oh, really? Yeah. In fact, they, I guess, refused to work together. You know, John Hughes refused to work with him. And that. they didn't, did they? No, I don't think they did, no. I'm hmm. assuming not. But, uh, yeah. Uh, other scenes came out that, um, oh, gosh, uh, the dandruff scene when she's uh, yeah, drawing, drawing her yeah. picture and then she shakes her head on there. It was so disgusting. <laughs> it but, was disgusting. But that's her character, right? I but mean, you know what? I remember thinking how disgusting that was when I was uh, 15 and it was just as disgusting now. Yeah. That one played very well <laughs> over the decades. You know what that was when they sprinkled that on her? Was it baby powder? No, it was uh, Parmesan cheese. Oh, there we go. There that's we a go. good effect. Yeah. Why wow, you really did do some I research? Did. I did some research. I wonder man. what was about this movie that made you do some research it brought me and back. no other See, movie did. I went at my reading I'm not going to go much higher because it's probably much what I expected it to be, what I remember. Um, but these little things like this did push it to the fore. Just kind of got you in yeah. the 80s mood. It did and get had to go me in the 80s mood. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is definitely the quintessential 80s type movie, right? It hits all the all the stuff. It had the big score and the big music and, and just all the goofiness. It was great. Well, it's good. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't yeah. say great. Be careful. It was good. I'm not know, talking about It's okay if you want to bump it a well, couple of notches. I'm not going to. You're not going to? No. no. I, I say great because the last part of my head was the, the scenes at the end where I thought everybody was actually real. It really hit for me. So I have that in my head, but overall I still I still couldn't do it. Okay. I'm going to yeah. keep saying some things and maybe you'll go, hmm, maybe, he, maybe he's right. Maybe I'll notch it up. How about this? Did sure. you notice Ali Sheedy's character? Which, what's her name? Out, it's Allison. Allison, yeah. yeah. She um, she didn't speak until thirty three minutes into the movie, right? And that was when they were in the hallway, gonna go get the uh, sodas, hmm. yeah, for lunch. Is that when she did her little ha? Yeah, because she did a ha thing that was at the tables. Wait, was she? Or was she just put her head down or something? Right? No, they were saying something, and she just yelled out ha. <laughs> you know, they all looked at her. I forget the. Oh, was that, was was. that the first time? I thought the first line that she well, had no, though. The first was line like, was later. Okay. Okay. But it took a while. Can you imagine that, though? You didn't really feel that. But I was like, wow, she hasn't said a damn thing. <laughs> you know, but it was 33 minutes in. I was like, wow, that's a long time. Nope, not doing it. Still uh, still no? dropping it down. Yep. Oh, gosh. Still going to 3.8. Hmm. Got to give me something better because it's, it, it's not happening. What did you think of the, uh, the principal? Okay. Well, you did that on purpose, didn't you? No. Because last show... I would never bring up something to where I was right. Yeah, well, I will go ahead and say that uh, you're a douche. <laughs> there, we can move on now, all right? We can just move on. Okay, so last time, yes, I said, no, he wasn't the principal. He was like a, a gym teacher or something, yeah. but yes. But to be fair, and I'll give you a little bit, he actually does have a gym teacher look. Um, he does. He does. He's got a gym teacher attitude because, attitude. one, he did the whole... You know, you mess with the bull, you get the horns, <laughs> um, and you know that whole threatening uh, bender, like he's going to kick his ass. You know, what, what did he? What was it? Something? Like, I'll shove your dick in the dirt or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, a weird reference. That, that yeah. was a very strange, strange shove way to put it. That you're going to kick yeah. somebody's butt. Um, but I, I did like, I, I liked his character. 
you know, he seemed like he was not a bad minister, you know, not a bad principal. He just was starting to get fed up with the kids. And I like the scene with him and the janitor uh, at the end there where they were talking. He's like, you know, these kids, they they don't respect me and, you know, they're that they're, they've changed and, and the janitor's like you know that's bullshit you the kids aren't changing you've changed right you've gotten older and that's kind of when it hit me i'm like yeah you know what that's probably why i don't like this movie as much i've just gotten older i don't i see this crap that these kids are talking about and you th- and i think to myself it's nothing well yeah but their problems back then are don't amount to anything of what the real problems are when you get out of school you know back that's, then they're yeah. huge problems right and yeah that's in high school everything seems like a huge problem like not getting not, you know because anthony michael hall's character his big deal and, and why he ended up bringing a gun to school, <laughs> although it was a flare gun, which was funny, <laughs> yeah. um, was because he couldn't get the light on the elephant to work, right? And and that, to him, that was like the worst ever. Um, I couldn't get it to work. I'm going to get a B. And, and you know, and it, when ultimately, t- I, six minutes after you leave high school, nobody cares what you got in shop. It's never going to come up again. There is no permanent That's record. That's not your permanent record. <laughs> yeah, <about this>. yeah, <laughs> you're not going to try to go get a job at wow, some Fortune 500 company. Yeah, some Fortune 500 company. They're going to ask you to freaking make an elephant lamp. Uh, no one's going to go back and check your transcripts. You know, you get into a college. You're in that college. Nobody cares about what you did in high school. Um, and, and I think it's just it's just one of those things where nobody really does care what you've done in high school. You know, after you leave high school, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, and it was just like I said, all their problems just seem so silly now you know when you look back at it yeah you know i, I kind of wish I, I knew a teenager now uh of course it'd be odd if i invited a teenager to watch a movie with us um hey, just pick one yeah, off the street just, you know? just pick one random hey, kid you, yeah. hey kids you want to come back to my <laughs> house and watch candy, a movie? You know? <laughs> we can have popcorn yeah it's rated r it's okay um which actually shocked me i didn't realize that this was a rated r movie but there was a lot of cursing a lot of sexual yeah. references yeah there was a lot of sexual reference there was the weed they were smoking um, and that, and uh, you know what? I don't remember. There was a f bomb. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Which bombs? Yeah, I think there was just the one. Wasn't it? We just like fuck you when he shuts the slams yeah, the door. Slams the door. There was. I think it was a couple. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember too many, but I was just surprised. It was. It might have been because of the panties. Right, that that could have been it. You know, there's too much nudity on screen. It was, <laughs> it was 50 feet high, and they were like, you know what? We got to make this rated R. We can't do it. It's it's just too much. It's just too much. So, anything else stuck out for you? Yeah. Um, you know the scene when. Judd Nelson's going back to no coming out of yeah coming out of the room that he gets locked into right when he's, he's crawling through the ceiling, ceiling telling, he's telling that, joke. that joke you know back then you know we didn't know what that ending of the joke was because yeah, I always he heard there was no me. ending to it right but there isn't he he did that was another ad lib that he did but um but now we have the internet and we can easily go on and say oh. There is no joke to that. There's it was made up. Right. But back then, you're like, "What's the joke?" Everyone's like talking about it. Like, What's the joke? <laughs> trying to make up the ending, but there's no ending, you know. And you didn't have the internet to instantly get satisfaction. You get right satisfaction, away. though, for sure. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. I remember people talking about what it was and what could it have been. I don't remember any endings to it. I wish I, I wish I did. I wish I remembered somebody who actually had given me an ending to that joke, just so I could remember how dumb it probably was. <laughs> Something I read, though, that um, originally they had a line where he falls down through and he says, I forgot my pencil or something. And um, there was, but nobody could think of a joke to preface that punchline that he gave. So he just ad libbed a line and they kept it. Right. And they still say, Forgot my pencil. Yeah. He still says that. Forgot my pencil. Right. But they couldn't find a joke to go with that. So. Ah, wow. Yeah, I know. You know what? You were like almost blowing me away right now. I feel like you were just on fire I'll just this throw, moment. You know what? I want to throw out another one. Kick me some knowledge. Uh, I watched, the, uh, you know, I never watch credits. Never watch credits. But since we're doing this, I'm watching the credits, you know. And uh, I saw that um, 
Brian's character it said his middle name in there because they call him they reference his middle name as Ralph yeah because he steals his wallet yeah, right and he says Ralph you know but in the credits it says Brian Ralph whatever <laughs> his name is I thought it was funny that they threw that in there they threw that in there no matter yeah because yeah. you know what IMDB when we looked when we we look use IMDB to look up some of our stats and and so forth. When we were going through there, it just has his character name, Brian Johnson. And that was funny why he made up that fake ID when he got a license, um, yeah, so he could vote. <laughs> but that was ad lib too. I mean, look at all those ad libs. That was oh, I didn't know that was an ad lib. Yeah, no. that was his own. So thing. why do we give John Hughes credit at all for this movie? I mean, did oh, he write any of it? <laughs> but he gave them that license to do that. You know, that freedom. You know, I mean, he know he knows how to. Get this out there that to pull that makes, out. Yeah, pull it yeah, out. And I can't. I won't make fun of John. Hughes. No, he was, he's yeah. passed away. He passed away. Was it two thousand nine? Nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. So a lot of good material. Like I said, we're going to sh- spread him you, out. You can't. I mean, if you, if you ever get a chance, look up the movies that John Hughes yeah. done, and you'll be amazed at at the the sheer volume of his work. And there's not a movie on that list that people haven't seen. You know, it's it's crazy how how much his his stuff has 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 had, has had an impact uh, during the eighties and nineties. So uh, a couple last things I remember. Um, everyone had to have that moment where they had a conflict with each other to show how they they don't get along and why they have these you know, those clicks and all that. And it was a little too much for me. I, I don't think they needed to point that out. I think <laughs> that if you're if you are if you were a child, regardless of the eighties, nineties, whatever, you had a click. You were in yep. a click. Anybody's gone through high school understands how that process yeah, works. And I don't think they need to spell it out there in this. And you have every character interact with the other character and show why you're this care- type of. But click. you know, that's I said. That's why I like the end because when they were when Anthony Michael Hall was asking, you know, so on Monday, what do we do? You know, I consider you guys my friends, but if I come up to you, you know, what, what's going to happen? And I thought that was just, you know, to me that that was an honest part because I think. In reality, the geek going up to the jock, yeah, he might say hi, but what they said is exactly what's going to happen, right? He's going to walk away, and, you know, the jock character would sit there and and rip on him so people wouldn't think that he actually liked him, you know, or they wouldn't talk to him at all. I mean, you know, they, they wouldn't be friends on Monday. You know, and that's true. Yeah, they 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 just would. I've seen that. Actually. Yeah, it, seen it wouldn't that. happen. I mean, yeah. it just wouldn't happen. There for for the most part. I mean, there's always exceptions. Clearly, it's not everybody, but for the most part. Yeah, it's they weren't going to be friends come Monday morning, no matter what happened on the weekend, um, because of the other friends um, and all the peer pressure that that puts on you. And I thought that was real when they, you know, when she was saying, "Well, you know, I, I wouldn't do that to you," and he's like, "I wouldn't do that to you if you came up to me," and you know, I would never do that to you. And and she's like, "No, of course not, because your friends, you know, we're popular. What you you would want to hang out with us." And they were like, "You know, you bitch, you're so stuck up and conceited." But <laughs> she was right. I mean, that that's exactly how. High school works. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in high school, so maybe it's not so bad anymore. Although I have a hard time believing it's it's gotten less clicky. Yeah, uh, it's you know. obviously not. I think yeah. it's all you're going to have those clicks. I think you need them. It's yeah. like a society in do. its own thing, right? I mean, it's, it's it's some sort of social growth, and I yeah. think people in general just need to feel belonged and or belonged, welcomed, belonging. People need to have belonging. I was going <laughs> to sit back what? and let you figure my, this my, one my out. My vernacular is really not helping me out right now. <laughs> I just used that word because I used it. I did. Right? I did. You see what I did? Hmm. Took it and I used it correctly as well just to show you that, yes, I, I can do this too. So it makes me – though watching this stuff, you do have to worry if you have the kids who aren't in high school yet. Hmm. Like, crap, man, we have to go through this crap. You know, where yeah. everything is so blown out of proportion and important and – Life changing, and oh my god, if this doesn't happen. My life is going to end, and you just want to shake them and be like, "High school is four years." You know what? It, it, it's nothing. You're not going. This is not going to shape who you are the rest of your life. 
Um, but but you can't you can't tell somebody in the middle of it that that's how it works. Yeah, my son's going into the seventh, sixth grade middle school, and you know that's when these clicks are really going to start happening and stuff. And I think to myself, what's he going to be? And I'm I'm, you know, I'm not going to push him into one direction. It's, he's going to be who he's going to be, and you know, he'll he'll find his place wherever it is. But I just know the roles that you know he's going to he's going to see all the stuff we saw and. And, and he's go gonna, through all the garbage yeah. and the crap, and you feel bad because you don't want them to have to go through right. it. I try to help him understand these are going to be things that you're going to experience, but he's going to have to learn on his own. You can't prepare him; <laughs> you just can't. Can't no, absolutely no. not. Um, last things I, I do want to leave. Uh, I know we're going a long, long time on this, but um, last bits of trivia I thought was neat. Um, the name of the school was Shermer High, which was in the town of Shermer, which is a fictional right. place. Well, he, John Hughes used that one a lot. He used it a lot. He used it in Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, so, wow. wow. And then a lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize it was in all of those. Yeah, so it's a fictional uh, And place. we will probably get to all those movies eventually. Sooner or later. <laughs> yes, we will get to them. Um, that one last one, John um, Anthony Michael Hall. Remember when he was doing that little character voice, that little high, when he was high? Oh. Yes. Oh, you didn't like that? Yeah, I did. I was like, wow. Again, once again, they're in a high school, which is supposed to be in a suburban, <laughs> suburban <laughs> Chicago high school, right? And and there were no no drug free zones back then, you know. That. Well, there was no drug free zones, but there was also apparently no black people or Asian people or no minorities whatsoever. It was just a clearly all white high school in all respects. You don't know um, that maybe they were the good kids who didn't have detention. Because <laughs> I mean, so the white kids were. The, I, I, it's true. I, I mean, mean, it could be. It's possible. It is definitely possible. But I did think it was funny that he he you know he was doing that, and, and and the voice he was using would have been the stereotypical black voice, right? It would have been that. To me, that's think that's what he was trying to to accomplish. There It was like almost like pimpish black, but it was the same voice he did in Weird Science. Yeah, same it's the exact one. same thing yeah. when he was trying to pretend to be hip and cool or the pimp. Yeah, when he was trying to be the pimp, it's the it was exact neat, same the, voice. Yeah. Same yeah. character, same style. It's neat. It's probably racist in some some respect. I mean, not racist, but just a little weird. Um, what's what's a lighter word for racism? Where you're not really hating someone because of the color of their skin, but you're going to make fun of them, and it's just I guess stereotypical. Stereotypical. That's probably the better yeah. way to go with it. Yeah. All right. So there's that. The other thing I thought was uh, reminiscent that kind of brought me back to the '80s because I remember when I first watched this, and the uh, the principal was talking about how. You know, you're not going to throw off my career. I make thirty thousand dollars a year, and I remember thinking, "Wow, that's a, that's a lot of money." You know, and probably 1985. I guess principals made made thirty thousand dollars a year, but you know, you've got you know people. Yeah, it's sad McDonald's and Target work working that now. You know, making you know, that some teachers are still making that. Yeah, I know that is sad. That's sad. These principals aren't. It's not like they're making a hundred grand now, right? They may be making sixty, but uh, and and teachers sometimes only starting out at that, and that was yeah. in 1985. So that that just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, wow. Doesn't seem as much money as it used to. So last chance. Do you want to up your rating no, any little bit? I mean, I'm and I will not stay. hold it against you. Well, yeah, and, again, and you know what? And, this, and, the, and they did this in this movie. And they do it in all these movies, right? The, the Ali Sheedy character and the Emilio Estevez character, they have nothing in common. They don't know each other, right? He's this jock. She's this weird chick. But, you know, you take off her black and do her makeup. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going for now. And that was me, a bit odd, them kissing that, at that the end un, there. It's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah, but it's even the same with the Molly Ringwald character and the other. They have nothing in common. They don't have – there's nothing about them that, that should be attractive to each other. Especially except that, except they went be through there in that place, in that school, in that moment, in that, that eight hours – to go from all that, those emotions and things, right? Because they didn't know that. each other at all prior. They apparently. knew just like they knew you of would, each uh, other, yeah, knew of each other, right? But they didn't have any interactions with each other 
at all before, and now all of a sudden she's just going back in there, making out with him in the closet, and uh, giving him a, one of her diamond earrings there at the end. But um, you know, hey, the whole ending part of it, you know, like I said, the circle I loved ending stuff was a little little unrealistic. I did like the letter that Anthony Michael Hall reads. Yeah, you know, you, you had it. Show. You had it in the intro, right? The intro of the show. I loved that they had that. I mean, to me, I don't know what it is about that, but I just, I just like that whole summed it up. Yeah, perfectly. it does. It's perfectly. It sums up what people think of each other in high school and this label stuff. It was, it was good. And then I still like the Judd Nelson pump. You know, fist pump at fist the end. Pump. To me, it was just a good, upbeat way to end it with the music going. The Don't you forget about me? And he pumps his fist. It's a great ending. I mean, absolutely. But it still can't change my rating. It's just going to bring it down for me because of the. It was just too annoying. All of the miscellaneous garbage, high school garbage, and I just I couldn't take. I didn't have the patience for it. Just just couldn't do it. Okay. You know? So I will let you sit there. Uh, you gave me a hard time though about my rating. Yeah, but I didn't try to make you change it. I just thought yeah, you, you were did. dumb. That's all. Uh, but that was well, Ghostbusters. You're dumb too. How about that? No, that was Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was awesome. No, you're dumb. That's it. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. All right. Anything else you want to throw in there? No, I'm done. Okay. Oh, don't sound sad. Maybe it's next over. Time, maybe next time you get me to change my rating. So, all right. So there we go. That's the Breakfast Club. That's our old man uh, rating. So this part of the show, we're just going to take a little bit of a break. But what we do first is we uh, pick our our nostalgia movie where we're going to uh, talk about a movie as we remember it from the 80s. So uh, we've kind of uh, mixed it up a little bit, and we're going to go real hard this time. Haven't really done a good horror movie yet. Yep, we're going to go late in the 80s. Yeah, we're going to skip towards the end of the decade, and we're going to pick... Well, go ahead. 1989, Mm -hmm. uh, we are going to do uh, Stephen King, Pet Cemetery. Classic, classic movie. I mean, that was just, it was just a great... It was great one movie. of his, I think, best movies that were converted from his book, you know, to a movie. Well, I think, oddly enough, that was his, uh, one of his best-selling books, you know, ever, uh, was Pet Cemetery. Made him more mainstream, I think. Um, I think black people but started reading him more after Pet Cemetery. I mean, he had a lot of books before then, but I certainly picked him up after that more, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, he had done... There's some other movies before this. I mean, he did like Salem's Lot had been turned into a right, movie. Yeah. I don't know if Cujo or Christine... Cujo was, yeah. Christine had been, I think, already as well. But they didn't translate very well. I think this one translated very well. Mm-hmm. I think it had a lot to do with the characters uh, and, and the people they had to play. Anytime you, know, you have a kid that's... Um, <sighs> In there, yeah. that that little kid is just so creepy. Creepy, yeah. oh, absolutely! What perfect casting, uh, perfect and, and sad. So, you want to give him our nostalgia rating now, or you want to wait? Hmm, I don't care. Well, all right. Well, what we give when we come back? Yeah, we'll take a little bit we'll of a break, and then and then we'll come back in a little bit, and Tired we'll have a nostalgic rating, and we'll talk about the movie and and what we remember and what we thought of it. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, is Church all right? Why, Judd? I have Marines. I dreamed he got hit by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the pet cemetery. What did we do tonight, Judd? What we did, Lois, was a secret. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Has anyone ever buried a person up there? May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. You're thinking thoughts. That's not thought of. Daddy's gonna do something really bad. You're thinking of putting him up there. Don't deny the thought hadn't crossed your mind. Come back to me, Gage. Come back to us. (laughs) 
Pictures presents Stephen King's all-time best-selling tale of horror. Pet Cemetery. Ooh, scary. I think we should start doing these. Uh, spooky. It was spooky. Every time we should do a horror movie, we should do the show in the dark. Hmm. I don't know what that's going to do for us. <laughs> well, that, that's that not going to really affect me. In fact, might put me to sleep. That's true. But it could be a little bit more scary. So we're back. Um, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for listening. Uh, so Pet Cemetery opened uh, 1989. It was April, spring, I believe. Uh, opened uh, weekend was about 12 million, which you know the cost only 11 million to make. So it wasn't too bad. It ended up grossing a total of about $58 million total. So it did pretty well. Uh, it was written, uh, the book, based off of the book, but the screenplay was also by Stephen King. Um, so it was one of his more popular books and more popular movies. So nostalgia rating, what do you got? Horror movie, pretty good scary parts to it. This is my genre. I am the horror guy. But, I mean, uh, putting this in perspective with all other horror movies, um, I'm going to Put this at a three point eight six. All right, that's not bad. That's pretty good. I think that's better than you give the Breakfast Club to start yeah, with. Yeah, or at least close to it. And uh, I have some memories, good and bad, about this movie. So we'll see. So I'm not much of the horror guy. You know, as we had talked about before, when it comes to horror movies, I am the guy that jumps uh, in the theater. So I've never been a huge horror buff. Not that I don't mind horror movies. I like them. I like getting scared as the next. But I never consider horror movies to be good movies. You know. Um, so for me, I'm going to give a nostalgia rating of 3.5 based solely on how creeped out this movie made me for a while. This movie, to me, was very creepy. Now, th- when you say 3.5 and based on that it made it was creepy, that's a negative creepy or a positive creepy? A little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both, I guess. Um, you know, because it's a horror movie. It's supposed to make you feel creepy. Uh, you know, but it, t- to me, I don't... I would much rather have a movie about, like, slasher flicks... Those don't scare me. Those I enjoy. Oh, those. Come on now, I've I seen those, those movies what they with are. you, and you jump. No, no, like no but I mean, they'll make you jump because it's it's a sudden, you know, jarring thing, and you go, uh, but they don't they don't scare me. I don't walk out of my house thinking, oh my god, someone's going to come up and slash me, you know. But these movies, the supernatural stuff, this stuff always freaks me out because I'm like, oh, that that could happen, <laughs> you know. Whereas Jason, that's just dumb, right? That's never going to happen, even though that happens every day. <laughs> people get, you know, killed by other people constantly. Probably not so much from, you know, uh, little kids and, and, and cats coming back from the dead. Probably not too many murders because of that. Well, but, I think I might have rated it higher myself if it wasn't for having a kid in there that's, you know, getting killed tragically, <laughs> you know, and then yeah, him portraying this role of this sadistic kid now <laughs> after the fact and then having to kill him again. So <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot of kid killing and that's kind of sad. So I, well, you know, I wonder if before we'd had children, if our nostalgia rating would have been higher. Oh, it would have been like a 4.9 probably right, because we, know. you know you don't really care then you're yeah. like ah oh, whatever the kid was killed that was an awesome part ah! not, 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 not yeah. <laughs> oh, but no not now now that you have a kid you're like oh my god that could be my kid that's that's a horribly sad yeah all right so for people who haven't seen pet cemetery um it's, a, it it's a story about uh, a couple like two kids uh a uh, girl boy and uh they they just moved to a new house i think i believe he's a doctor and the wife, I don't remember what she does. She travels, though. I um, can't remember the call off the top of my she head. She works on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> wow, so nobody she, is going to get no. that. No, you have to be a serious geek to catch that. You want to explain the comment? She was, um, oh, I forget her name, Tasha? Yeah, was Tasha it? Yar. Tasha Yar on Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, Denise Crosby was the uh, wife in this one. She didn't. She wasn't in the movie a lot, but, yeah, she was, uh, she was the... Uh, 
security officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they move out there, you know, whatever. They move into this old old house and or old town, small town, and uh, you know they have a. Uh, the town, I guess, where the house has a secret. No, it's not the house. It's the town that would have the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like, some ancient Indian burial ground, and apparently Indians knew how to bring people back to life. Um, those crazy cookie those, Indians. Those crazy Indians, always with their mystical stuff. Um, <clears throat> and they find out that, unfortunately, their house that they moved to is right next to this, this highway, this two-lane highway, where they have huge semis just coming up and down all the time. So pets and things are always getting killed on this highway. So they're there, and, you know, it's kind of creepy neighborhood or town, I guess, because everybody knows about the secret except for them. So all of a sudden, you know, their their house cat gets run over, right? Mm -hmm. And they uh, next door, the neighbor across the street who was the monster guy, I can't remember his actual name from the movie, but it's the guy who played the (laughs) monsters, yeah. Yeah, who played the the monster. He was Um, also the judge in... um Oh, oh, my cousin Vinny, yeah, the judge. Oh, I can't remember his name. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. But we'll he was right up. across the street from them, and uh, you know, the kid gets killed, and he comes Fred up. Gwynn. Fred Gwynn, thank you. Oh, that was going to drive me nuts. And uh, he says, I, "Should we have a secret here?" And he takes, uh, um, I think his name was uh, Lewis in this movie, and uh, takes Lewis up to this Indian burial ground where if you bury anything, you bury in this area um, will come back to you. So they bury the cat. And the next day, you know, the Louis, Louis is out there, and all of a sudden the freaking cat's back alive again. But it's a little off. You mm-hmm. know, it's not quite the same cat. You know, it looks the same, but it definitely doesn't Personality act the same. Personality has changed. Yeah, things have changed just a little bit. So, you know, they have to deal with this crazy this crazy cat running around. And then, you know, sadly, which is the, the horrible part, is their little son, Gage, uh, runs out and gets run over by one of the oh, semis. Which was just a horrible, horrible scene. Uh, it just ripped your heart out. But, of course, the dad, understandably upset, goes and buries him. Uh, in the damn in cemetery. In the damn cemetery because what, what could go wrong there, right? The cat came back only a little screwed up. So he buries him in there. And, of course, Gage comes back. And it's him, but it's not it's not him. He's a little mm-hmm. off. And uh, so, unfortunately, the dad has to kill him again uh, yeah, to put him away. Yeah, at the end. which was spoil just, it? I guess maybe some people have not seen this movie. Oh, yeah. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, well, too late. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry that that that's that's bad. I guess we should give some spoiler alerts to that. So in the future we'll do that. But yeah. For now, this movie's now spoiled for you. So there you go. He, he <laughs> so he's dead. Twice. So he's dead twice. But it's it's very sad and it's very scary and creepy when the kid comes back. The movie just has a nice creepy feel to it in general, right? It's a little dark. It's it's got the you know the low tones throughout the movie. Um, and, and everybody's just a little off. And you've got that weird ghost that keeps popping up. Pascal. To try to warn him. I forget his name. Yeah, the jogger. Yeah, they that run over and run you try to save him, car, but yeah. couldn't save him. And he keeps coming back and trying to warn everybody that he's getting ready to do something stupid and you got to stop him. His character was much better. That character ghost thing was much better in the book. Yes. Um, you know, the book was much better than this movie was. Yeah, because the book really went into a lot more detail yeah. about really what was going on and why this happened and and so forth. So there's a lot more history to it as well, which clearly you couldn't get get into a movie. But no, it was definitely a, a creepy movie. I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see if I will be as creeped out. Now, I'm sure I kind of will, but especially since you have kids now. Again, anything involving a child uh, as a parent, yeah. you're like, Ugh, it's, it's not not as funny or as as cool as it used to be. It's it's a little bit more scary. There is a twist in this one, so in case you have not seen this, he did not ruin the entire movie. Yes, he kills the kid twice, well, the kid dies twice, but there is a <laughs> twist at the end. There is another shocker moment. So, well, yeah, don't give me that look. Like, you don't remember, so maybe when you watch it, you would be like, oh, yeah. I don't remember. So you'll know. So, spoiler alert, so tell me. 
No, I'm not going to tell you. Why don't you watch it and get the satisfaction of... Oh, uh, that's right. He does the... Oh, what, spoiler alert. Yeah, no, don't. Why? Why? If, they, if they don't want to listen, Maybe they don't have somebody, to. Maybe somebody... Oh, wait, wait. We're going to do this podcast, <laughs> but, but don't listen to us because we're going to spoil the movie for you. Now I remember. Yes, I do remember. Hmm. Yes. It was a W-I-F-E. Yes. Yeah, so there well, we like Nobody listening. can spell. <laughs> Thanks for dumbing down our, our listeners. Prob- probably based on the people listening to us, that probably confused a lot of them right there. <laughs> I guarantee it. There is somebody out there listening to this right now that went, what, what is that word? Rewind. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I forgot about that. That's right. And I think that was, wasn't that in the book? Wasn't that what the ghost was always trying to tell him? Wasn't about the kid, but it was about don't bury her because that's an adult coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what the warning was always about to begin yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, was don't do it with her and he does it anyway and unleashes a whole kinds of hell yeah. because you have a full grown adult that's just a little bit off and demonish so right, the kid was a little <laughs> yeah he's a little kid although he ends up taking oh, care of the it's terrible yeah. I'm going to have trouble watching this I know I am it is I, although I do like that one part where um, the, the Judd Fred Gwynn's character is uh, trying to find him find the little kid he's running around the house <laughs> and he opens up the knife Goes, and then he calls his name really sweet. Gage. And that to me just cracked me up. I have a present for you. And he opens up the knife. That cracked me up even yeah. then. I thought that was really funny. And and I know you mentioned a line that got me before we actually came back. We were talking a little bit about it. And you mentioned what Gabe said. Little Oh, yeah. When he gets him, he's like, ow. And he says in that little boy voice. Oh. And he's like, daddy, that's not fair. And he kind of stumbles mm-hmm. and sits down. He falls like, back. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that that's going to kill us now. You know, I'm going to really have trouble. You know, because I re- I really loved this movie when I saw it, but now I have not seen this since I've had my son. So it's been I know it's been over ten years. I mean, I'm sure I've caught this on TV, TNT, or something, um, in bits and pieces along the way. But I have not seen this in ten years at least since my son's been born. I'm going to be affected by this. So I don't know when I come back. Is my rating going to drop because it was just I can't fathom the idea <laughs> that he killed this kid. But we'll see. Well, let me ask you this: well, now that we're grown up men, right? We're tough guys. You gonna watch this movie at two a.m. in the morning or at midnight? You gonna watch it on a Saturday afternoon? On I can't. No, I. Can, you know me. I can watch this anytime. Yeah, you don't really care, do you? Not one bit. Um, the only movies that do get me like that a horror movie is zombie movies. I don't know what it is about zombie, <laughs> but yeah, you do have an inordinate. Uh, I love zombies. Drama, dreams and, and issues involving zombies. Yeah, I don't know. That's what very strange about zombies, but that's the only thing that will creep me out. I, when I watch a zombie movie and it's over, and there's all the lights are off in the house, and I'm going upstairs, I got to turn the lights on. You know, because <laughs> there of might time. be a zombie. You don't know what's going to jump out. You go by a bathroom sure door it's and it's open. You're like, oh. You know, who knows what's going to grab you? Of all the nights, the zombies come to my house the same night I watch the zombie movie, right? Yeah, it's a possible. It's how it works in the movies. <laughs> yeah. You just get watching a zombie movie and the zombie breaks in and you know what to do with it. Yeah. So, Now, the ironic part would be is if you watch Pet Cemetery and then a zombie gets you because mm. they have nothing related to each other. Yeah. So that would be fun. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> that would be, if it's just me next week, you're going to know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you would go on without me. Well, why not, right? Oh. I mean, you know, I have to come back on and tell everybody I was right. So there, there is that. <laughs> well, I will come back and haunt you. <laughs> that's that, that's awesome. Yay. Yeah, you probably would as a zombie come back here. I would too. Yeah. <laughs> you would, you bastard. All right. So anyway, we're a little off off topic there. Um so again, Pet Cemetery. You know, like I said, we both seem to enjoy it. I think it's it's gonna be good for what it is, you right. You know, it's a popcorn horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No no deep thing here, but it it should be pretty fun. So I'm kinda of looking forward to it. Everybody watch it if you have it. Everybody Let's, watch it yeah, and um, you, you know, it. watch it. Come out to uh, hhp-podcast.com. You know, leave us your comments. Uh, we have our YouTube channel under Hockey Masks, High Schools, and Popcorn. Facebook, look us up, friend us, follow us, Twitter, RSS. 
we now are on iTunes. iTunes. Um, yeah. So you can go to iTunes now and, and look us up. Of course, it's you know it's a podcast. It's free. Um, you just go out there and, and look up hockey masks in high schools, and it'll we're the only ones there. Yeah. And uh, you'll pop up, and you can download it through iTunes. Uh, you know, so give everything a listen. And, you know, come back. Let us know what you think of it. And you know, if you get a chance, rent this one. It's I think I saw it. It was streaming on Netflix, and it's available on Amazon streaming. Okay. So you'd be able to rent it fairly quickly and easily. Don't have to do anything special for it. Um, so, all right. Anything all else right. you want to add? No. All right. Well, then uh, I guess we'll talk to everybody next week. You guys take care.